you catch any panties? Oh yeah, yeah. Nice. Did you put them in your pant in your in your suitcase in your trunk, <laughs> yeah. your giant trunk of panties? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got about two two hundred <laughs> pairs. I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make a suit of armor, <laughs> thick enough to roll down a flight of stairs and uh, <laughs> get no bruises. So catch me getting no bruises in my suit of panty armor rolling down the stairs. Oh man. <laughs> J Bach, what you been up to? Life goals. Relationship goals. <laughs> All right. Welcome, everyone, to The Pen and the Drum, episode eight. I'm Johan Sebastian. I'm a producer and I'm operating out of Philadelphia. I'm Sanders, producer, rapper sometimes, uh, you know, content, content creator overall uh, out of Austin, yeah. Texas. And uh, I am yours truly, the fifth element. I am a uh, producer. I'm a rapper. Hostess with the most. I'm a Pokemon master. I'm many of things. So, you know, I'm a creative type. What can I say? Oh. Yeah. How you guys doing? It's another day in paradise. Doing quite well. We've entered, nice. we officially entered the holiday season. I got my yeah. candles going. Yeah. Holiday season! <laughs> How was y'all's happy belated Thanksgiving, by the way? Yeah, Indeed. Same to you guys. Same to you guys. I was in upstate New York. It was quite cold. Quite, Oof. quite cold. It's too cold for Very me. cold. Too cold for Texas yeah. boys. It was actually it was cold up in your neck of the woods, wasn't it? Fifth this week. Yeah, it was it's pretty cold, man. Ugh. It was like seventy seven while I was back home. Damn. It was, it was, it was great. I'm sorry, nice. is that is that cold to you, gentlemen? <laughs> no, 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 that no, was no, like no. that was a nice elsewhere. <laughs> it was the absolute oh, cold. <laughs> Not where I was at, dog. It was like thirty-nine degrees Ooh. down here, bro. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. No good. Yeah, uh, that was cold. It was cool. Did y'all get any good? Yeah. Black Friday deals. Nah, dog. I saved all my mummies. Ooh, I bought um wave silver. Mm. Oh, nice. Yeah. Congratulations. What does it normally do? $400? It was on sale for uh, for $99. Wow. Nice. I missed that. Yeah. Wow. Like, that's going to set me up for mixing on my sh- machine in Pro Tools, you know? Right. So. Yeah, Waves is clutch, I love man. Waves, yeah. I jumped on that. Great, great, great. For the longest time, my main boot drive in my desktop machine that I do on my producing on uh, was a, <laughs> a, a 64 gig solid state drive. So I was like, I'll have Windows... You know, I'll put everything on the other drives. And it's it sounds simple, but it's such a pain in the ass. Right. And uh, I saw a new egg a deal for like a 960 gig solid state for 200 bucks. And I was like, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yep. Nice. Now's the time. Because I've been, it's been full forever. And <laughs> finally, I don't have to worry yeah. about it anymore. I can nice. install yeah. things normally. Like a lot of the Creative Cloud stuff from Adobe, you have to like trick it into installing somewhere else. Or a lot of just there's a lot of shit. It's a pain in the ass. I do not recommend doing that to anyone thinking you're trying to save money. Yeah. I guess now in 2013 it was like orders of magnitude cheaper to do it like a 64 gig solid state. Right. But yeah. avoid that whenever possible. I'm so glad to finally almost be out of that uh, predicament. Well, that's that's what we like to get into here on the pen and the drum. Some really <laughs> specific hard drive specification talk. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pen and the drum. You ain't know we was nerds. Yeah. Now you know. <laughs> uh, so, 
want to take a minute to to thank everyone who's been listening to the show, everyone who comments on the threads and sends us emails and tweets about the show. We really appreciate everyone, and welcome to any new listeners. If uh, if you found your way to us through iTunes, um, it's a pleasure to have you here. We are a podcast of Making Hip Hop, a subreddit of the Reddit community. We um, are mainly uh, an amateur and a beginner's community, but there's there's a lot of artists of all levels of operation, and uh, we exist to help people make hip-hop. We... Um, offer a lot of feedback to people. There's a lot of great resources on there. So uh, if you are an aspiring producer or rapper, come on over to makinghiphop.com and sign up. And uh, what we like to do is we talk about threads that are on um, the forum and we feature music from artists who are on the forums. You might listen to this and think like three producers, but like, it's not even like that. I mean, like these two guys rap and I know like... We appreciate all the bars. We appreciate all of it. We appreciate the singers too. Yeah, Tyler at you because we got a couple in the sub, man. They're dope. Yeah, shout out to Mike Holmes. <laughs> we could get into it, but I didn't even put it on the uh, the outline for today's show. The whole Lupe fiasco, uh, producer rapper like um, producers being paid too much. Uh, Actually, thing that just happened <laughs> on that topic. Um, I meant to mention this. I'm not trying to put anything on blast, uh, but are y'all familiar with the rapper Alex Wiley? He's loosely affiliated with Chance the Rapper and the Save Money crew out of Chicago. No. Have you seen his name anywhere? No. Maybe. Maybe. He, he, uh, I mean, he's had some Chance features. When his songs pop off, they usually have a Chance feature. As we know, Chance is a golden child in the underground, so to speak, at the moment, crossing over into the mainstream. Um... But, and the, and the, I mean, I do just want to put this out there while we're on the subject. He just dropped this new tape, and uh, there's a guy who posts on Making Hip Hop on Hip Hop Heads Classic. He's done some cypher beats. He's done a bunch of beats um, for different contests. Um, I've talked to him a few times. He sends some beats to me. He sends Alex Wiley a beat uh, a few months ago, sometime in the summer. Alex he sends him a snippet. Alex says, hey, that's great. Why don't you send me the rest? Send me a full version. I'm definitely into this. He says, great. Sends it to him. Never hears back. Whatever. That's fine. And then last week sometime, week before, Alex is getting ready to drop this new tape, this new project of his. And sure enough, one of these tracks is this beat, uh, Glassic, this guy sent over to him. And he never heard anything back. Village Party 2. Village Party 2, not Village People. Excuse (laughs) me. Um, And so it's like this second track, Ex Machina. Um... It's dope track. I was I was stoked to hear it. I was happy with how it turned out. Shout out to Glassic for that. But he never heard mm-hmm. anything back. And so if he just this jacked, was jacked his beak. Yeah. And so some artists, yeah. this is how they operate. Lil B, you send Lil B beats. You never he never contacts you again. Yeah. It'll come out in a hundred track mixtape months later. Whatever. It's Lil B putting out music for free. If this is a free tape, it's kinda like, man, it's kinda shitty, but at the same time, it's cool that this artist I look up to use my beat and made this track. But the thing is, this tape is on iTunes, Spotify, Apple Music. It's on everywhere being sold. Uh, He put it up himself, credited no producers anywhere. The only tag stuff is Alex Wiley. No composers, no songwriters, no label, no year, no nothing. He never hit him back. 
he was like, hey, man, you know, Ew. you use this beat. Like, he's selling the shit. I don't know. Like, what do y'all think? Yeah. What, like, DCMA, what are you supposed dog. to do? DCMA, dog. <laughs> Straight up. Not even kidding. DCMA. Yeah. Sue that guy and DCMA that shit, dog. And then at the same time, I mean, it wasn't like he stole it per se. And then it yeah, is a yeah. track with samples. No, and there's did. other track with samples. No, he, did. he did. He did. He stole yeah. that. He used it in a way that was not being expected. You know, there's a big difference between receiving someone's beat in a beat collection and then publishing it. Yeah. I mean, he should have songwriter credits. He mm-hmm. should be, that should be his first, maybe that would be his first like big placement, you know, yeah. like that could be massive for that beat maker, but he gets none of that, you know? Right. Yeah. So I don't know what to and, do, but that's definitely really wrong. Too. Yeah. He's, he's making, making money. money. I was giving tor- him. I'm sure he's touring on that shit. He's making money live. He's yeah. performing. I mean, like, it was in the top 25 iTunes for a couple days. Yeah. So That's totally we wrong. were giving him a couple days to like do something, but yeah, like I, I just don't know. I don't know what to. Entertainment lawyer, dog, for real, or oh. a music. You know what I mean? Like a music business lawyer. Yeah. I don't know. He should at least Texas, try and talk to one and see if they think it's worthwhile going after it. You know. Yeah, yeah. straight up, dude. And kind of mentioned the circumstance of fame and shit, you know what I mean? Yeah. Popularity and all that. He's not like huge right now, but I mean, it's still, it's fucked up in incapacity. Also, he did not ask me to bring this up. I just remembered it. So I apologize. No, it seems that he's at a level where he should be doing this. Yeah. You know, you think he would know to do it right. I mean, and right before he dropped it, he tweeted, he's like, no management, no label, just me. He was like proud of the fact that he's just putting shit out. But if you're going to do that, you need to do it properly. Right. yeah, like, I don't know. Just because you do it yourself doesn't excuse you from the business side of what everyone yeah. else did. It's not like it'd be hard. Like, I don't know. right. By the way, I don't know how much of that we're going to keep, if any. You know, yeah. like, no, <laughs> I, just realized, like man. I don't know. What is that intro going to be like yeah. now? I have no idea. But <laughs> yeah. something will happen. <laughs> right. Sorry. Go ahead, my friend. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Yo, so there's a new duo on the scene, and they are deadly. They are known as Razor Boomerang. We've got Rex Riot on the vocals and Jeff Milnazic Milnazic on the production. Uh, amazing duo. Got a music video. One on the producer. Uh, big ups. Phenomenal beat. And then the rapper just comes in and murders. This is Math by Razor Boomerang. Bring it out. When I go to war, I don't never need a weapon Cause my pen mightier than a sword But before I go to battle, still grab when I need Get on knees and I pray to the Lord That's my pain in my pad and my brain in the lab And the flow off the charts while of course And they never gotta ask where it be It's that 5.3.75 times 4 We fall so hard, Jeff ain't that cray My mind's on the cash and the bank all day Better grip that cheese, Jake ain't life great You waited too long, but I make y'all pay Walk inside your kitchen and just take your plate Oh, it's dinner time, well I guess I'm late If you wanna do it, you can make my day Dropped out, got me feeling like a young Kanye Slaves will be stacking up, act sacking the dudes, we ain't slacking none. Me, you know what this is, stop backing up. I'm ahead of my class, you ain't passing none. Laughing song like sorry, somebody caught me. I was outside in the back of a party. Probably freestyling, they was playing with the mark. Will they bring it here? Not hardly, cause. When I go to war, I don't never need no weapon Cause my pen might be than a sword Before I go to bed, I'll still grab what I need Get on knees and I pray to the Lord My pen in my pad and a brain in the lab And the flow of the chart, well of course Never gotta ask where it be It's the 5, 3, point, 7, 5 times 4 Will, bury you alive in a 2 on 5 Dope vibes, got a feeling like a 2 up high Yo, rhymes wouldn't matter if I screw up mine Boom, surprise, you tripping like a shoe untied These bars is your ransom note You ain't messing with the kid like I'm handsome, yo They just trying to get a fist cause I'm going for broke And my mind's so sick, well like nowhere to go 
cause I do it all. Probably cause I've been through it all. You knew it, dog. I knew it, songs got you apart, and you blew it off. Got too involved, now who's the boss? Ain't no cooling off, but who you callin'? Know it all, but I knew it all. Somebody called me. I was in the side in the back of the party. Probably freestyle niggas running up the model. Will they bring it here? When I go to war, I never need no weapon. When I go to war, I don't ever need no weapon. When I go to bed, grab what I need. Before I go to bed, I still grab what I need. Pin in my pad, brain in my lap. My pen in my pad and a brain in the lap. You better ask yeah, that was uh, that was nice. And that's not even that's not even like, like the hottest track. Like that's not my favorite. Right, it's right, a right. great track. Yeah. Uh, another good thing about this project that I really like is that it's an actual project. There's a theme. Yep. It's like a movie. Like you can listen to it from beginning to end and not get yep. bored at any point. And it makes yep. like like it, you can picture it all. It's pretty dope. Mm-hmm. They've got it's not all trap. They've got some like songs for the ladies type stuff going. <laughs> <laughs> just overall great 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 project and i think they got it for free for download on their um band it camp, is so yep shout out my favorite duo energy was real nice the project's called back to school uh they have a music video to that track which is kind of like a live in the school. booth kind of video yeah it was super cool video uh, it's real good uh check them out on twitter at razor boomerang all one word and uh Man, if they keep this up, you know, like we're gonna be hearing good things from them because that's that that's real nice. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sure. If you guys need, yep. if you guys need somebody to ghost produce, man, or <laughs> man. Or, or take out your trash, yeah. dog, holla at me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So rhythm roulette is truly out of the dark ages. It is now on its. Uh, they made it through second, their great uh, depression. Yeah. They're uh, they're on they're their new deal. <laughs> And to come back so strong with Large Professor, and he killed it. Like it was, yeah, his was yeah. excellent. So if you don't know, User Sushi Eaten Beast uh, posted the latest Rhythm Roulette uh, Large Professor, and it's real good. But uh, here, okay, so here's the part I like most is he used all three records, you know, yeah, and yeah. Um, he made the drums first. Right, I was about to say that. And then he found the samples to like fit in, and you can see him like playing with his pitch like control, yeah, and yeah, he just kind of slides it right down into place. And there's just like a perfect spot he finds for yeah. each one of the records, and just that's, like that's such an old school thing to do. Like yeah. I saw it, I was like, of course he's doing this, and it set works the drums so well. up and just keep them looping, and yeah. then you're just like a DJ, kind of scratching over it and finding your right. samples. Exactly. Like that if you way. wonder so how good. cuts, how people like, I mean. Like DJ Premier and yeah. shit like I mean just how they find the loops they find like this is a common they would just they would have a tempo they would always sort of go to set the drums and yep. it's, gen- it's genius to see it in action because you're like oh because it's not something you might do by default if you're trying to make sample based beats yeah right uh, it works I he mean even Kanye's very... done it in some Kanye studio videos where you start yeah. with the drums and then you find how the shit fits from there and he did it I mean he was using MPC Ren. Uh, right and yeah he uh he knocked it out the park i think that might have to do too um with maybe that like going with the feeling because he's not staring at the computer screen the whole time he's kind of doing the hardware and i'm a huge proponent of software you know isn't any less um you know as effective than hardware is or anything like that yeah Um, but that i feel like that's you can do that with midi if you set it up right Sure, but yeah, there's something definitely. about actually playing your stuff and kind of letting the music take you where it needs to go, and just 
And starting with that bass, I mean, that drum sample in the beginning, man. Just. Yeah. All right, next up, we're going to play a track from Ryko, who goes by PolarBear36 on Reddit. Uh, we've got a track of his called Balance from his tape, Feng Shui. Let's take a listen. I want to know what that sample is. Yeah. My favorite part is when that little clarinet line comes up yeah, out of it. Yeah, the dueling clarinets sort of beautiful. following oh, each other up and back down. That yep. was nice. Oh, yeah. Dude, that was that was, pretty, that was beautiful, man. This is just a beat tape. It wasn't like a FTC or anything, so I don't know what his sample was, but that was that was real nice. Yeah, I'm about to, I'm about to pop that up on the for listen to later. Yep. <laughs> Uh, I forget if it's a purchase or if it's free, but he does that tra- have that track on Bandcamp. So uh, um, I'm going to have the link in the show notes. All right, next I wanted to bring up this uh, thread that user GooglePlexus2 brought up. Uh, How important is it to listen to old hip-hop and learn about the old greats? He says, okay, I like learning about the old artists and I think they're fantastic and I've been reading up on the history of hip-hop, but I'm questioning its value to me as a hopeful producer of music today. I listen to music almost all day, and I still don't have time to keep up with all the new music being put out, music from other genres and old music as well. What are your opinions on this? Uh, uh, we might have some differing opinions on this, so um, I'm curious to hear what you guys think about this. I think in any, no matter what you do in life, whether you're an architect or a cook or, I don't know, a painter or whatever, especially in art, it is really stupid to try and make a name for yourself without knowing where you've come from and where your art has come from. You know, like, I don't think, like, I got no problem with people who don't listen to old school hip hop all day. I don't rock 90s golden era hip hop all day at all. But I think it's important to have an awareness, you know? Yes. And I would also think that like this person says, oh, I'm listening to, it's difficult to keep up with new music and like old music and it's like I would put listening to old music and discovering what is already out there above trying to keep up with the the new releases of the day like I think it's important to have an awareness of what pop music is and stuff but like I don't know like I would encourage people to be more focused on what they're trying to do and have a unique artistic vision than trying to like be up on new music all the time and part of that is like where you've come from, where hip hop has come from. So that's my thoughts on it. You know, like having an awareness of yourself within a medium, you know? Yeah. Uh, I almost, that's pretty much exactly what I was thinking. So uh, I'm on your side. I'm on your team. (laughs) (laughs) So it's two V one. I I think. Uh, Uh, Well, see, uh, 
Now, I don't know if the question about importance on it is, is it a necessity to be able to make music? No. Like, just realistically speaking, you sure. can have only heard Drake, like yeah. Drake starting and to recently and make beats and never have any idea who DJ Premier is. And my argument is someone can still reach a high level of success and not know the history of it. Now, is it in their best interest to do that? No. Would you yeah. be able to have a better, more illustrious career if you informed yourself? Of course. Yeah. Can you but do it? But is it a necessity? Yeah, no, no. I agree with you there. Is it absolutely necessary? No. But are you going to make better music knowing where hip-hop has come from? Absolutely. Yeah. You know? I mean, I would hope so, it's like, a given. You know? So, are you, like, are you trying to do things and just get by? Or are you trying to do what's best for you and your music? You know, like, yeah, you can do it. You can get by and you can climb up, fight the odds to like, you know, like, I don't know, like, but it, it's not going to hurt you. It's only going to help you, you know? Right. So I would right. encourage people to do it, you know? I think it's very oh, yeah. important in that way. It's important. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, I'm not, I'm not knocking its importance. I'm just saying. Yeah, I do sort know. of see what you're saying where like, it is possible can to succeed yeah. and be great. Totally. Yeah. Uh, well, great. Give me a bit. But I mean it's possible to have some sort of important output of your own without ever having gone back to the important works of the past. It's not a necessity, right. but it definitely can't hurt. Yeah. Right. Exactly. All right. So let's listen to uh, some music. Uh, this next track is called I Don't Front. It's by Dexamora and Golden Beats. And uh, yeah, it's from their collaborative album, I Level. So, let's hear it. I paint weightlessness, I be on my Gubilahima now. Catch me on the slide talking dirty till I cochina. Advantage in my lane, I'm losing views like Goat Peter. Induce confusion to your leader, I'm pro reader. Damn book if you get shook like a seismic tremor from God's effort of laws. Lay law from that spot in your heart. Complacent at start, forget the gazing at stars and look around. They phasing they large and they get forcing you to get intimate with what is imminent. Which brings up the question why are you so primitive? I'm pedal to the metal, long as my limits give. I'm out to live, so I'm out to this. But risky, that's Himalayan. Look to the world and say I'm mountainous Like him a leg and watch Fuego was caving Got you feeling invaded and caving While I'm saying phrases others saying Super coming, I mean, I, my tail hanging That means I'm overpowered, I prevail, what you thinking? You should be thanking me, I salam alaykum Me, the dynasty, forget the privacy We can display it where all eyes can see I'm like a six inch on a vixen Got a six inch probably snatch your whole six cents Yeah, I ain't got a lie, uh, no Frontin' on what? I ain't got a lie, no, on what? 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 flow for days. Yeah. He's got a really unique flow, too. You know, it's not even that like... That shit was... Yeah. It felt real, like, uh, enunciated without feeling over-enunciated, if that makes sense. It does. I know what you mean. It was good. Yeah. Check out their Bandcamp at everydejavu.bandcamp.com, and they have uh, cassettes on there that you can buy, or the uh, the projects available for download for free. And for those of you who don't know what cassettes are, they are... <laughs> They are what CDs are to MP3 players <laughs> uh, <laughs> for us back in the day. 
But yeah, that track was dope too, though. That last one. Yep. Again, Definitely. shout outs. Definitely. Shout outs. That beat was Tater Tots crazy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here's a couple things. You've been making beats. You got a nice little loop down. You're trying to figure out where you should go next, right? Because it's just repetitive. Not only that, but how do you finish it in style? Or just, you know, so it sounds good. Two threads this uh, week posted by user Uberim uh, for making a less a beat less repetitive. And then one by The True Naked Batman. Love it. Titled Ending Beats. <laughs> so, yeah, guys, what's your tips, tricks, secrets? Yeah, so, I mean, I often... I mean, I definitely approach things with like a verse chorus kind of approach, you know, like I do intro lots of times lately. I've been kicking into like intro hook verse hook for, you know, like, so like, uh, often that just means layering, you know, which is a common response. Like, um, you know, I will like, say I add like five or six or seven elements to a beat I'll strip two of them away and that'll be my verse is the first five. And then I'll add six and seven on for the hooks. You know, sometimes I'll write hooks where it goes in a totally different kind of harmonic place. Oftentimes Mm. if you like, if you find your chops and you get two kind of like chops that I really like, one of them will become the verse and one of them will become the hook. But oftentimes it's just layering, you know, like adding big, um, like strings, like chords over the hook just to make it sound big and just give it that extra push that it needs. So, um, I don't know. I, I definitely think about it in that kind of verse chorus way from yeah. a, like a songwriter. I definitely Cause I'm like, too. I've played in rock bands and that's kind of my, like, that's my approach to it, you know, just right. Take, take less away for the verse. Yeah. 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 Oftentimes the hook is very similar to the verse. It just has fewer layers or it has more layers yep. to it, you know? Yo, Sanders got a question, dog. What's that? Because you be having some funky fun drums. So, question I have okay. for your funky fun drums is: when you be programming them, bad boys, uh-huh. like what's your pattern sequence for your drums? As in, like, do you throw a switch up every other bar, every four bars? Like, what's your kind of how do you keep um, people interested using your drums? I mean, with my shit, honestly, I I don't. I do switch ups most frequently. It's just like most frequently for all parts, not even just drums, uh, but it's the same thing applied from the drums to everything else is I don't change like the pattern. I don't change the programming. I just take things out, bring things back in. And it's just all about when you do it. Um, But nine, nine times out of 10, my drum programming will stay the same for a large, well, not, I mean, between a hook and a verse, obviously, if you have a different sample chops, different pieces, right. they'll change up there. But if all you're doing is adding layers, taking layers away, it'll stay the same, and I'll just sort of take things out. Um, crafty mutes. It's just making the most of bringing things in and taking things back out. And that's more than 90% of like my arrangement is just that. Word. What about you? What's, um, what's your approach? You know, I have like a, an unofficial pattern. Um, I arrange for this finished product. I was talking about this in my beat critique I did the other day. I was uh, kind of going over the same thing. I uh, 
I arranged for the full song. So if I know it's going to be a rapper, I know, you know, mixing wise, what not to mess with and where I think a good drop would be in the verses to keep the progress going. I know uh, if they're going to, um, you know, four bar intro, you know, just arranging four bar intro, eight bar hook, or even half a hook and then 16 bars, full hook, 16 bars, full hook, bridge, hook, outro. That's like the formula. But then when it drums, I go even further in to keep the movement going. And my first bar will be pattern one on drums. My second bar will be pattern two. Third bar will be pattern one again. And then pattern f fourth bar will be pattern three. Oh, okay. So I have three different patterns for every four bars. Wow. And then that switches up. And then like for the second half of the eight bars, uh, they get like either more hi-hats or some additional percussion or switch it up completely or whatever. But I like to keep my drums moving throughout my beats too yeah. most of the time. I'd be crazy with it. <laughs> I like to, um, one thing I like to do is like in my drum track, like I'll have drum lanes. I'll have, normally I do kick and snare together when I'm playing them. Um, but very often my normal snare, depending on the beat, like if my normal like main beat has like two and four snares, mm -hmm. I'll make another lane that's like fill snares. Right, right, right. Mm -hmm. And then I'll play the whole way through the track just doing fills, you know? Oh, nice. Oh, sort of that's live. So one. like, yeah, and mm. I just hit that on bar, you know, eight, 15, right. you know, right. like I just hit a few extra snares here and there to just kind of, and then like normally that'll lead to going back and ducking a few kick drums out or maybe yeah. adding a few kick drums or like dropping right. the beat after a, a fill or something. But I find the fill track, like a fill, it's mostly just fill snares, but sometimes I'll add a few more kicks too and I'll just kind of play along. Mm -hmm. But like, like when I talk about going from like hooks to verses, like I would normally kind of lay all that out and then play through with the verses because mm -hmm. the placement of those fills and like the way those fills are going to be are you know, gonna build up tension to transition yes. you into the hook or something, or yeah. like, you know, will kind of bring you out. So, when you when you guys build your tracks, do you guys start with the intro? Or do you guys start at the biz like typical, like at the hook, and then build I build down the hook. From there? Yeah, I start on the yeah, hook. I usually, down. yeah, I mean, I usually build everything to where yeah. usually all my layers you could play all on top of each other. Yeah, um, and it does all sort of work together, but I end up sort of like taking some things out, leaving that for the bridge and then having the mm. hook be like eight of the 10 things I played in the verse is only like four of the 10. I mean, it's really just about right. changing things. That's what make things, makes things repetitive is just, even if it's like super good, when nothing ever changes, be it like the arrangement, how many instruments are playing, when it's all the same forever, that's when yeah. things get boring. And even if you play, like even if your samples never change, your drums never change, if you just take those in and out, it's like the illusion of change yeah. Right, and that's a big thing, and it can be that, very minor. Yeah, you know, like drop drop a snare, yeah, let it kick back in. Exactly. Um, have have a the first hit or the first beat to a bar, just not play at all. Exactly, and then let it I mean, kick you're in, playing mind like games that. with the listener, trying to keep them interested. Yeah. Even if the stuff's really good, it's just that extra mile of even very small things. You keep yeah. that mm -hmm. energy level sort of fluctuating. You keep them engaged, and that's what that's what you're trying to aim for. In my opinion. Yeah. This is good. What about endings? What is your, uh, what do you guys find to be your like common ending or what do you do? Hmm. I feel like intros and endings are like the same kind of yeah. puzzle, you know, like yeah. it's, it can be hard to find the right amount of layers to do for an intro and it can be a f 
hard to find the right amount of layers to cut down to yeah. for an outro or whatever. I right. usually strip back down. I, know, I mean, some people like to end yeah. on a big, huge note, but I, sometimes that's what the song needs. Yeah. But uh-huh. it's hard, you know. Yeah, those are cool. Uh, yeah, I do a standard. I like to strip. Down. I like to have my songs have a definite end. I feel like songs that have to fade out kind of are just boring. So. Write an ending. Yep. Write right. it. Do I it. Don't like, yeah. I don't like fade out. That, I've, fade I've outs are giving like, up on the track, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I've had it where I've given a beat away or like, you know, had a rapper use it and they faded out. I'm like, cool, whatever. You, yeah, yeah. you know, for your song, it didn't work. But for the beat by itself, nah, dog. Finished beat. I like to end it a lot of times the the very last thing because of the way my melodies usually progress with the tension and release is um, I'll play the very first note from the beginning of the bar right after the very last note of the bar. So it's like, it resolves itself. But right. usually I'll go up on my melodies. Mm. So like, dun, 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 dun. Cause my melody would start with that same. Right. Yeah. 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 And just kind of hit that note and let it hang and, and yeah, let it hang. Yeah. And everyone's kind of just like, Oh, sweet baby Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I'd be dropping them bombs. <laughs> All right, everyone. So, <laughs> all right, everyone. The winner of the One Kit Challenge Five. This is Noise Witch with his track, The Conjurer. <laughs> Yeah, for a one kit challenge, that's I forgot pretty good. that was a one kit challenge. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we just talked about variation in beats. I mean, I think that's actually a really good example yeah, in a pretty definitely. small, like confined kind of um, venture. For those of you who don't know, the one kit challenge, ever all of the contestants take one um, one set of sounds and they all make beats out of the same source material. So no outside sounds allowed. No outside sounds allowed. So it's pretty constricted. It's the most constricted competition on uh, making hip hop. And uh, so far, this had structure. You know, this had good structure for being so confined. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, great job. Pop quiz, Johan Sebastian. 
What is the difference between mixing and mastering? All right, so this gets asked a lot, and it's a real common uh, misconception or misunderstanding amongst people because the terms are actually used somewhat interchangeably, um, which is not correct, but a lot of people talk about mastering beats when they really mean mixing beats. But mixing is taking all the different components of your song, the beat, the vocals, if you have the individual pieces of your beat, like the kick, snare, the bass, whatever, and setting it at the right level and treating each part of your beat and mixing all those different pieces into one mix. Um, mastering is it taking that mix that is created by mixing those things together and then optimizing it. it. Traditionally, it's meant optimizing it for release. So in the vinyl days, that meant setting the levels and the frequencies right to be printed to vinyl. Nowadays, it really means making it really fucking loud, mm -hmm. um, traditionally. like um, So, the, you know, mastering is not, like, mastering is not mixing the pieces together, but it's really, like, kind of equalizing and setting the tones right of the final product and then making it like loud basically uh, that's a really gross over oversimplification but um so yeah this thread came up user kv dense asked do you master your beat before or after vocals and it gets even you more complicated beats well yeah you shouldn't master your beats but it gets complicated because so many people do like, um, if you're getting MP3s from a beat maker, like just randomly on the internet, nine times out of 10, they're going to have made them really loud and they're yep. going to have compressed them and limited them. And they've effectively will have mastered them. And, um, a, a lot of music is made in that way. Even professional music, yeah. like in the studio level, even the stuff like we listen to, like some of those songs have been mastered and they don't have the individual pieces to mix, but they really just have like sometimes even just an MP3 from the producer. Like some commercial hip hop is made in that way, but like traditionally, like doing it the right way, quote unquote, is that, you know, you would get, um, individual tracks from your producer and you would be able to mix your vocals right into those tracks and you would be able to have a mix you would pay a mix engineer after your tracking session with your vocalist to to mix it and then you would send it off to a mastering engineer after it's all done to do the final master along with all the other tracks on your project that's another thing about mastering mastering makes all of your tracks on your project fit together so if you've ever listened to amateur projects where there's like a really quiet track and then really loud track um they haven't mastered their project so like real mastering would make all of the tracks sit together both tonally with like frequency wise like highs and lows but also in loudness they would all sound correct back to back in the same loud kind of world so so mastering comes last long answer short mastering comes last so one way i like to explain it is mixing is making your sounds work together to make one good song Mastering is making your songs work together to make one good project. Yeah, that's good. That's real good. Mm -hmm. Now, like you did say, uh, you did say the words, you shouldn't master your beats, or like people shouldn't be mastering their beats. And, uh, yeah, it's more complicated. Yeah, it that, is. Right? I mean, it is more complicated. Like, if, when you're putting your shit out on SoundCloud for people to listen to, master your beats. Totally master yeah, your beats. I just wanted but to make sure people don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
That's a good point. Yeah. Like, if you want your beats to sound good after like someone else's mastered song on SoundCloud, you have to master it. You have to yeah. make it loud. When you release your stuff, it is going to be mastered. When I say don't master your beats, I mean don't send an artist a beat that is super compressed and super yes, limited exactly. and super loud to record to. You know, mm -hmm. so that's what I mean. That's a good distinction. All right, yeah, 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 yeah. What up? It's your boy, Jeeps, <laughs> producing the track "Blue Moon" from his album "Soul Spins," the fiftieth beat tape! Exclamation point. Um, he's a Canadian beat maker, and he's actually got a, a pretty nifty name in the game, Blue of Blue and Exile fame. Uh, track's called "Blue Moon." And my truck be lifted up uh, Bitches with insurance whip Niggas with benefits crush Chilly on the chill We got a license to ill this month Bills is paid Billing the boss Benjamin days uh, Have I'm feeling in shades King of the law Spring chinging Bling clinging And never seen the frost in We could meet back at the top of the hour Putting power back on the block Without powder put Back on the clock Drop product at the spot, knots tower like the Watts Tower back up in Watts, watching over you My time is overdue like a Thomas Edison light bulb Flashed over my noggin as I was struck by lightning While writing my rhymes and skylines Giving the world a global view of my life Like sunshine reflects the ocean blue My crew invited titans to the third rock To burn spot and hope this time They can teach the humans to fly We got the scope when you don't flop The stovetop is hot after you hop out the Jeep Go cop that new blue and knots We rocking possums to sleep, ABC X, Y, and Z. This jam is D, E, F. You think you G, but you not. I would be interested to see how much of, um, like, talking about dropping snares out and stuff, like, there was a lot of stuff where he would drop the beat to kind of, like, right. and it, it, it fit the, the verse really well. So, like, I would yeah. wonder how much of that was there before yeah. that, like, Blue wrote to, or how much of it he tweaked after the fact. That's gotta be after know? the fact, right? I mean, that's how I do it when I'm doing stuff with raps yeah. anyway. It could be. Wouldn't fit so well. Although it would be very impressive if Blue it was, did write. Yeah, it was around the beat that. and he wrote around it. Yeah, that'd yeah. be sick. Yeah, so you can uh, follow Jeeps on Twitter at Jeeps on the Beats. And uh, yeah, Jeeps he really beats. he really does have fifty beat tapes out. To go in his Bandcamp. <laughs> There's a ton that's on there. Impressive. He has like of, that's dedication. Yeah. Well, uh, there was a little discussion this week about. The Future of Production in Hip Hop was the title of the thread, posted by none other than the one and only Poontang Crusher. Poontang Crusher! <laughs> what a name. What a name. <laughs> and uh, he's got this post that reads, Lately I've been Poon thinking Tang about Crusher. how beats are becoming more dark, with a little bit of industrial aspect to them. Poontang with Poon the Tang. insight. <laughs> Do you think that production will keep leaning in that direction, or something completely different? Also, where do you want it to go? Poontang. These are some good questions, Poontang. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. These are some good questions, Poontang. <laughs> Y'all got any answers for him? I don't know. I don't... I, I would like to know what tracks he's... Yeah. He or, she, or she. I yes. don't want to make that assumption. It's you 2015. Know? Like, uh, <laughs> I'm going to call he on this one. <laughs> If I'm wrong, crucify. The crusher. Hey, yeah. some women, some women enjoy crushing Poontang as well. You know, <laughs> sure. Um, anyway, I, I would like to hear what tracks uh, 
the uh, the the good user is refer- referencing specifically because I don't know I don't I don't feel uh, industrial wave coming to Travis Scott's new projects kind of, I wouldn't say it's industrial but it's a gr- lot more there's some of that I guess dark fits yeah the last yeah. uh, Big Sean project same yeah, thing that's true real dark fit Drake uh his I, it, last project so i was thing. gonna say that like some of drake's minimal stuff has a little bit of like metallic kind of pieces in it but i would never go as far to call it industrial you no, know but like, it's dark but it's darker stuff like yeah. that energy uh the weekend a lot of his stuff is pretty dark that's um, true conceptually at least to me the 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 discussion of the future of production hip-hop in the short term is like how far will trap go you know, oh, like, dude, traps, traps, not going back in the closet anymore. I don't see it. But I mean, like, not will it go away? But like, what will the next wave of it be, or where will it go? Like, how will trap evolve? Because as far as like commercial hip hop, I mean, that's like that's where it is. You know, that's what's happening. That's mm-hmm. what people are listening to and what people are making. So like, how will people evolve that kind of trajectory? You know. I don't know which. I would say the meshing of the old school and the new school would be a great trend to see happen. The, some boom trap type stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. I think I mean, that'd be dope. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of always been it, though. Like, who can evoke the past while setting a new trend into the future? You know? like, right. And whatever that specifically means at the moment is going to be a little different, but that's kind of always been... You know, how can you pull in the old heads while engaging children? You know, right? Like, That's true. So, you know, and that could or be you like can... you could take that in a Joey Badass sense, where you're really doing like a kind of boom bap thing, right? Or it could just mean like a trap dude with with some lyricism, and that could be considered his like old school aspect. You know, like I don't know. You know, I, mean, I don't know. That'd be dope. I mean, that'd be cool. I would like a millionaire. Ho oh, ho, homie had bars. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think ideally, hopefully, we've. I f- sort of feel like excluding like, like the top five of the Billboard Hot 100 hip hop tracks that we're sort of, and we've been entering this age where like there's not necessarily any one sound that dominates, like where there is when you look at a certain selection of like super popular tracks. I mean, I guess right. there's always been that undercurrent of things that do things their own way, but it seems sort of like people are gaining the musical literacy to be familiar with all these styles, all these genres of sort of production and just these different styles of song writing. And they're able to sort of jump around between them to where if you're making something that isn't necessarily like the newest of the new thing, or like it's a couple, couple styles ago, people will still be able to handle it and interpret it and vibe with it. And maybe it'll just sort of be a thing where it's, there's no, yeah. I don't know, that there's no main, main well, sound. Like, they, Is that like possible? Everyone has, like, there's a uniformity and diversity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that a Like, th- we're all still hip hop, but it's, it's all like People just make different what they styles, make. you know, it's evolved. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, because, I mean, there's so many subgenres of trap, and then there's so many subgenres of boom bap. And like, there's even the stuff that's more electronic than hip hop. Yeah. It's still like like trip pop, and some drum and bass is still super hip hop. You know, like, um, yeah. If anything, I think hip hop is hitting its uh its moment in rock. How there's different 
rock finally split up between like hard rock and all that, yeah. like to all the different subgenres. Mm-hmm. I think hip hop is finally reaching that point where there's actual distinct subgenres. Because mm-hmm. I wouldn't consider trap and 90s West Coast bangers like in the same category by any means, you know, but they're both still hip hop. Right. Mm-hmm. So. And then same thing for, you know, all the different genres out there for every artist that there is. It's the future. All right, so let's um, let's play the winner of FTC 80 here. This is Oswell's track, Death Witch. The original sample was a Herbie Hancock tune, Do a Thing. So here it is, Oswell, Death Witch. Took some Herbie Hancock and turned it the fuck up. That's Yo. crazy. And what was was it like a strangling goat? Like I don't that know what noise that was sound crazy. Was. It sounded like Toad. Toad. Dude, in, that like, was good. Mario though. Party. So spooky and that drop, man. I was not ready. I didn't expect. I that didn't at all. I didn't expect that at all. That was a real dark That's track, a, right? It's another example of I'm talking about that like trap. Like, I think once the boom bap cats accepted that trap drums are fun and you can actually make some real good music with it, like, you get stuff like this. Because this had a lot of, like, boom bappy cuts to the samples and use of sounds. But those drums, oh, yeah. it was nice. I, the it, 808's being played as a bass line, which is yeah. nice, too, you know? Yo, so thanks for tuning in. This is your boy, the one, the only, the truly, the beauty, the fifth element. You can catch me at the fifth element everywhere. That is spelled T-H-A-5-T-H element. And you can catch me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Kick, Snapchat, Mass, what is it, Mass Drop? What? No, not Mass Drop. <laughs> Whatever the weed one is, something like that. Um, <laughs> mass Fam, I think is what it is. Some shit. We'll find out. Um, I got a subscription service on D3 in the building.bandcamp.com. Beats for 10 bucks a month. All the beats are yours on lease. And then one and only thing that I'm doing is I'm working on a project with the uh, illustriously talented and extraordinarily creative people in the IRC. They were inspired by a French track by an artist named PNL. And uh, we're making a cloud rap beat tape. It's going to be cloudy and trappy and airy. And I've heard sneak peeks of a couple of the tracks. 
and I want to start my tracks all over. So <laughs> <laughs> at the end, I'm going to give you all a sneak peek of what I got so far. And if you nice. don't hear it on the tape, it's because I scrapped it anyways. <laughs> but How be many, on the lookout uh, for that. Nice. How many IRC mixtapes have we had now? I wonder. Oh, we've had a few, man. Yeah. yeah. They're, and they're not too common, which is what I like. They kind of yeah. just pop up. They're, they're so, special. Yep. Yeah, they're special yep. treat. Special. So it's exciting. And this one has a lot of participation. Nice. I mean, we got like Big O Soul doing trap. And I mean, it's it's crazy. Fist in heaven. Everyone's, <laughs> oh, gonna, everyone's coming to the trap side. <laughs> oh, dude. I know. Uh, can't I'm, believe it. Can't I'm believe super it. excited about this project. So yeah, I'll keep oh, y'all man. informed. Nice. <laughs> And uh, you know, it's been me. It's been me. I've been Sanders. Uh, <laughs> Sanders on YouTube. Beat Breakdown on YouTube. Sanders on SoundCloud. Uh, I've just been doing the same thing I've been doing. Trying to teach. Trying to educate. Trying to share. Trying to, uh, I don't know, trying to get some discounts for the Golden Corral. If any of y'all know any general managers who can hook me up in the Central <laughs> uh-huh. Texas region. Uh, breakfast, Hell lunch, yeah. or dinner. I do not discriminate. Hook it up. <laughs> all meals matter. Uh, all meals matter. Yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, that's what I've been up to. Um, oh man. Yeah. Um, shit. What was I gonna shout out? Oh no, I was gonna. Sh- oh, how'd your shit go with Bobby? Oh, uh, good point. <laughs> uh, uh, the illustrious Bobby Ooh. Banner APC <laughs> at this uh, dope record store that's actually closing at the end of the m- end of the year. RIP Friends of Sound Records. Uh, we had this oh, little man. beat showcase he hosted. There were some some excellent excellent producers out. It was a great little lineup. Um, it was my first beat set. It actually went real smooth. We packed a little back room out. Uh, we all picked up some good records. Well, actually, I only picked up one. <laughs> Because I forgot, but uh, it was a children's <laughs> a children's book called Mouse Soup being read by someone. I had to buy that, but uh, it was dope. Nice um, doing beat shows is fun. It was uh, it was dope. A lot of a lot of good turnout. A lot of good artists. Yeah. So I'm Johann Sebastian. Uh, you can catch my stuff at johannsebastian.net. I'm on Twitter and SoundCloud at js underscore beats and. Uh, I'm a producer. You can catch my beats there. I'm an audio engineer. Um, I work out of Tribe Sound Records in Westchester. You can catch me there recording any number of shitty high school metal bands any night of the week. <laughs> oh, man. Do you get a lot of like a blast. I get a, I get a lot of different stuff in there, but recently there has been some high school angsty metal components. Music? Is it that. angsty? Some of it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do you have to like program all the drums? <laughs> oh man. No, but I am I am getting on my uh drum trigger game, yeah. you know, figuring that whole workflow out. These metal mm. dudes, they like their kicks so fucking It's such a weird sound a that they pingy. like. It yeah. exists yeah. it exists nowhere else, but it's so strange. It's nothing like a kick drum, that's the thing. <laughs> no, it really like, isn't. Yeah. Like, that's not what a kick drum sounds like, uh-uh. but No. But Anyway, and I have t- I guess I have two shout-outs. One is uh, I'm playing a show this coming Friday, so this will come out Wednesday. Um, so if you're in the Philly area, catch me at um, Everybody Hits Batting Cages at uh, Fifth and Girard. Um, 
with uh, E Grizzly, and I'll be spinning for my man Torito there. And uh, who knows? I might turn into the house DJ, as so often happens at these shows. Nice. And then uh, <laughs> my second shout out is just. I know it's kind of old now, but all I've been listening to for the last couple of weeks has been this new Missy Elliott track. I fucking love it, dude. Man. I still haven't heard it. Oh, oh man! So I mean, talking about the future of music and things coming around in cycles, and like it simultaneously sounds like the '90s when Missy hit, and it sounds yeah. like the future. It's Pharrell produced, and it's like it's amazing. And props to her for kind of coming back with the whole Super Bowl thing, and like. It's great. Anyway, I can't get enough nice. of it. I've just been listening to a ton of it. Yeah, someone and, uh, link me that. I want to hear it. That all right. Dope. Oh, the music video is dope. It's like marionettes. Oh, it's crazy. Like they have, uh, the video's uh, crazy. Yeah. Oh. Like, Pharrell does not make an appearance at all in the entire video. His whole verse is just his marionette rapping. It's funny. That is sick. And she's got this crazy outfit that's covered in, like, crushed glass. Like, it's it's a totally, like, a Missy Elliott video from the 90s. She's doing her whole dance thing and, like... Nice. Yeah. Yeah, so thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, subscribe to the subreddit at makinghiphop.com and join in the conversation and uh, add your music to the mix, you know? We have feedback threads there where you can get feedback on your music. We have ciphers where you can write verses to compete against other rappers. We have um, sampling competitions, the Flip This Challenges, where you can um, compete against other producers, whatever your thing is with hip-hop. Um, we got a place for you on makinghiphop.com. You can subscribe to The Pen and the Drum on iTunes by searching The Pen and the Drum or whatever your podcatcher is. Uh, search The Pen and the Drum on there. And you can find us at thepenandthedrum.com. Or you can follow us on Twitter at tpatd underscore podcast and um if you want you can send us music to be featured on the podcast at um the pen and the drum at gmail.com uh no promises on featuring it but you know we do enjoy getting music from people uh to feature on the show so uh gentlemen thanks for hanging out again on this sunday evening it's been a pleasure <laughs> it's been a wonderful pleasure and with that i'm gonna throw it over to uh to fifth yo 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 you about to get a sneak peek of the illest most clever shit you ever done heard in your little lives <laughs> just kidding you guys got big lives and i love you all happy bladed thanksgiving peace <laughs>